The question that everyone has right now, the question that people are asking, what you should be asking, what everyone is asking is, is World War III upon us? Is it imminent? Is it around the corner? And if so, what will it look like? What does that mean? When you say World War III, what does that connote? What does that involve? What will war, war, world war look like in the future? What you're seeing right now, believe it or not, which is missed, is when war and death and shooting and destruction commences, what is lost in addition to life, but in terms of the 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 public relations world, what is missed is is incomprehensible. It is the most inefficient way to exact change that anybody will find. It is the most stupid way. War, one day, one day the conventional war will be extinct. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't accomplish anything. There, there is, it is, it is messy. It is unnecessary. And, and, and I'm not saying this as some pie in the sky, you know, kumbaya, we are the world types. I am saying to you that what we are looking at right now, what we are looking at is something so incredibly important, so importantly, incredibly critical. I cannot say this enough. We're going to be talking about this. There's a lot of good news, but there's a lot of different news and different perspectives. So we're going to be talking about the notion of World War III and what is next and how you are supposed to possibly make your way through this this mess, this complete and total confusion, how you handle this. And what, what I have been saying has been echoed, and I'm hearing from folks who represent the more, dare I say, the more intelligent aspects of this world. I know that may sound to you a bit highfalutin, but it is true. Welcome, dear friends. Thank you so, so, so very, very much for joining us. Please, I ask you right now, if you couldn't, you would, subscribe to the channel, hit that bell, be a part of our metrics, those important and critical metrics that make us go. And also remember right now, a word from our great sponsor, My Patriot Supply, right now, right now, they have provided to you a 25% off a three-month emergency food kit order. That, that is like none other. It is the perfect time for you to go to preparewithlionel.com. Use the link that is afforded here. I'm not trying to, to, to force parallels. I've been saying this for years. But one of the things that you have to do to weather the storm in terms of informational deprivation, food, water, energy, etc., is to be prepared. Informational, who knows? Good luck with that. Even, even when all the lights are on. I'm not sure about the information. But when it comes to food, when it comes to about for you to hedge your bets, so to speak, in the event, in the event of, of something catastrophic, and it doesn't necessarily mean weather or, or war. It can mean something as simple as labor strikes, supply chain breakdowns, 
Who knows? Preparewithlionel.com. Thousands and thousands of very wise people have realized this is the time. This is this is the calling card. This is the sound. This is the signal for you to get on board and to prepare for something which is very difficult for most people to understand. And I and I get that completely. Also, our dear friends at mypillow.com right now, amidst the chaos and the the complete and by the way, remember, remember something. During moments of chaos, free speech is never expanded, ever. Understand this. And in addition to the wonderful products and the wonderful sales and the wonderful items and the slippers and the pillows that my pillow have provided, this has been an absolute ground zero target from so many people in terms of crushing free speech. So in addition to it being a wonderful source of great items for you to luxuriate, these folks have been targeted by folks who, by the way, are losing right now. So prepare with Lionel.com and MyPillow.com, promo code Lionel, and get a free gift and support democracy and free speech and get great products at the same time. Now, as I told you, my friend, it's very difficult for folks to recognize what's happening right now for reasons that, well, I think are easy to explain. Let's focus on this right now. I don't know how to say this other than to repeat my uh, particular view of this. You have to know when to be the microscope and when to be the telescope. When to zoom in and then when to back off. Get the big picture and the individual picture. Can't explain it enough. I I can't put it better than that. We live in a world right now where people love to just minimize and simplify the message with memes and gifs and little, little, very simple things. And what they will do, and I don't mean to dismiss this, I don't mean to demean this, but if I were just to pose or show pictures or refer to the number of innocent Israelis killed by Hamas, if that was the sole focus of my take, if that was it, then I'm wasting my time and I'm wasting your time because the level of complexity is far greater than this. Far greater. Eric Thaddeus Walter says, Hezbollah breached the border some hours ago. Uh, Israel confirms Iran has 2 million plus volunteers ready to roll into the new war zone. Bono Domenica. Happy and good Sunday. Thank you, Eric. This is the next one. Now, let me explain a couple of things. And you bring up a great point. I look around sometimes, I figure, where can I get more information to, in essence, triangulate the news to find out where where does where does it work okay i don't want to mention sites per se because i think everybody has the right to do their stuff and it sounds it sounds kind of tawdry when you're just slamming but i will do perhaps the best i can and and what i've noticed is that the folks who represent 
dare I say, either side, and let's talk about the left, strictly and only focus on the death, the destruction, and the living conditions of Gaza. That's it. Why do you think that is? The answer, and by the way, the other side speaks about specifically the actions of Hamas as to individual Israeli citizens. Why do you think that is? With all due respect, if you want to understand what's going on, you have to move beyond that. Let me say that. And let me say this with all due respect. We know, we understand, we got it. We've got it. Imagine during Vietnam, and I can't tell you how I've been thinking so much about Vietnam and and, and other examples. If all I did was show you the little girl running down the street, nude as she's hit with napalm, that's it. That's all you see. Or I show you the Vietnam Wall after the fact. If I show you the Civil War, Matthew Brady, the dead, uh, uh, Antietam and Shiloh. And if I talk about World War One, and all I explain to you is trench warfare and gassing. What does this tell you? What? does this tell you? What if I do a special on cancer? Now listen to me. I do a TV show, a special on cancer, and all I do is talk about people who die. Famous people who die. The number of people who die every year. But I don't differentiate that this cancer caught at this stage is treatable. This cancer is curable. This cancer is different than that cancer. Do you see what I'm saying? That there is not only the death aspect, but there's prevention. There is screening, treatment, um, uh, outreach. Do you hear what I'm saying? The subject is cancer, but you don't want to hear just all the people who die. Detection. Treatment, I said prevention, diet, exercise, health care. This is what we're talking about. When we talk about the Middle East, if you listen, and there's one show in particular, and it fancies, it's a woman, she fancies herself, she is the prototypical, she is nothing but the voice of the prototypical left for for lack of a better word she's she's peace and wonderful misses the point completely when you get done watching her she'll have on a palestinian uh, lawyer palestinian representative a palestinian victim it's it's relevant the other shows will have on an Israeli uh, victim, an Israeli family, somebody whose whose family member died uh, during this this concert, somebody whose family died uh, in in the kibbutz. 
Or we can talk again about the people during the protest. And it's this level that doesn't teach you anything. You don't learn anything. It doesn't teach you anything. Bradley Oplin says, Arab state, Stalinist totalitarianism, and Rand, Ayn Randist. Yeah, interesting. Again, that's a, that's an interesting take. I think it's a little bit more complicated than that. Dare I say, um, there's these wonderful people, there's this wonderful story, and it's very simple. It's very simple. Again, let me go back to cancer. What causes cancer? It's everything. Right now as we speak, I know and I recognize the fact that what I say, I'm going to admit, I don't excite people. I recognize that. When I ask, for example, on my YouTube, or my, this is YouTube, but let me just give you an idea. This is on my Twitter. And a lot of folks, I still think Twitter is a phenomenally interesting means of getting immediate types of, 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 of information. By the way, that's my Twitter account. I, I recommend that you do this. But I ask the following questions. Why do you think there are so few Hamas leaders and spokespeople on mainstream media platforms? Why? Why? And there's, there's just absolutely, it, it's, it's so interesting. And the reactions, the answers to the question show an inability to even remotely grasp the complexity of that situation. Think about this. And then there's this thing, why they hate us. I hate that. I hate that. Why they hate us is this recurring theme of Middle East analysis. The the question is, who cares why they hate us? That seems to provide a, a tacit approval or kind of a justification for terrorism because somehow we've earned the hate and violence of militant groups. It's nonsense. What if I wrote a story? What if I wrote an article? What if I wrote something that says, why people hate black folks? Why they've earned it? What? You wouldn't see that. What do you mean why they've earned it? Yeah. Why do people hate black folks? Because they've earned it. Wait a minute. The question is not not why. Are, are you blaming black folks? Well, I want to know why people hate them. How about they just hate them and it's wrong? You're trying to find some answer. Well, the reason why they maybe are hated is because they're whatever the reason. Do you hear what I'm saying? When you keep putting out this idea that why they hate us, it sounds like it's justified. They hate us because of our freedom. They hate us because of our... That's not it? Nobody hates us because of freedom. They did this crap during this nonsense, during the 9-11. George Lenz says, the kind of warfare that you were referring to is asymmetrical warfare, less collateral damage. No. Well, yes, yes. But it's even better than that. Psycho Billy says, I like this, 
I watched a video of a Palestinian woman fleeing her burning home on a cart pulled by donkeys. Meanwhile, an Israel F-16 flew above. Good optics. What does that tell you, Psycho? And by the way, thank you. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? I saw a video of a teenage girl dancing when paragliders moved in and mowed her down. What does that tell you? There was a picture, a famous picture, Japan, Japan, maybe post Hiroshima, debriding skin, kids, people sitting there with this blank look as their skin was liquefied. You see how effective that is? The enlightened mind, I'm not pointing to me, I'm pointing to to a mind. The enlightened mind would say, I understand what war is. You don't have to tell me that. I understand what that is. I understand exactly what it is. Why are you showing me this? Why are you showing me? Why? Because we live in a world of B-roll. We live in a world of B-roll. But you know what you don't see? A map. Maps are boring. But B-roll is terrific. Is B-roll true? Of course it's true. But it distracts you. Why do you think they have sometimes pictures of food on menus? Why? Well, for the illiterate, but also because pictures are easier to comprehend. See, concepts like that are very, very simple. Very, very simple. And as I'm saying to you, when I hear this, why they hate us? No, there's no why. What if somebody said, why I robbed you? Why I molested you? Why I... Do you want to hear, do you want to hear from, let's say, a, a, a child molester why he did this? Does it matter to you why? The only thing might be to better understand how to um, perhaps uh, uh, prepare against it. You know, something along those lines. Maybe, maybe, kind of, sort of, maybe, sort of, kind of. You know what I mean? Maybe that would make sense. Maybe that might be good. Maybe that would be proof. But let me just say this again. They are going at this angle and the message is there is a reason why you are hated. There's a reason. And better yet, they're saying you earned this. You earned this. Nobody earned this. Does this make any sense to you? Let me say it again. Nobody earned this. Nobody did anything to justify this. You may hate, you, you may, you may absolutely despise the Palestinian Authority or whomever, but nothing in no wise ever, ever accepts, ever explains why innocent people were mowed down. Not people want, people, people want. Now, but they'll say, and here's the thing. Let me see if I can explain this to you. It's all obscene. It's obscene. It's obscene. I told you yesterday, I have a friend of mine. And for reasons I shan't understand, I have really enjoyed speaking very much to young people. And we have friends of ours 
uh, one who is Jewish himself, whose sons asked him, would you please, I don't understand why Israel's doing this. Okay, fine. So I start off because they've just jumped into this. They've just jumped into this story. So I always say to you, do you understand the notion of the mosaic? What a mosaic is? What a crossword, not crossword, a, 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 a puzzle is? Kids don't put together puzzles, but do you know what a puzzle is? How a puzzle works? You kind of look at the, at the, and I used to explain opening statements like this. You get the box and it's fun. Puzzles are great because you sit and you talk and you, it's never good to drink when you're putting together puzzles because you're, you know, but you're sitting at this table and you, and you look at the cover of the, of the puzzle box. This kind of gives you, okay, I see it's the sky, this is tree. And you hold up a mosaic, a little piece and you say, okay. Right, this is a part of the sky. I'm going to put this piece up at the top left because that's where the sky is corresponding to the box. And little by little, you start to work out that way. And that's kind of what it is. It's a roadmap, but then you have the individual pieces to put it together. Now, sometimes you don't have a picture of the box. Sometimes you're putting it together at, and you don't know what it is. And the first picture that comes across is something which is so jarring, so horrible, so horrible. Let me give you an example of something. Listen to me very, very carefully. Listen to me carefully. Let me give you an example from trial law, okay? There is a part of the, and I've told you this before, there is a part of a murder case where you have to have somebody identify the body. In every first-degree murder case, somebody comes along and somebody says, this person, you are charged, the defendant, the, 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 the person on charge, the defendant is charged with killing this person by name, you know, Joe Smith. You got it? First, let me get Rafael Legonde says, in the U.S. Marines, they taught me, you must maintain the enemy respect. When Vice President says, why bringing these boats, they can easily down, why bringing these boats that can easily down in the bottom of the ocean, this is a sign they lost respect for you. And the vice president says, why? Well, you know, you bring something up about the, the, you maintain the enemy respect. You know, it's funny you say that, Raphael, because yesterday I was listening to a wonderful, and thank you, thank you very much. I was listening to a wonderful uh, piece by um, John Mearsheimer, talking to his son, Max Mearsheimer, by the way, about Vietnam. And everybody in West Point, where Mearsheimer went, when they came back from Vietnam, said they had nothing but the re- most respect for the for the for the uh, uh, NVA or for the for the, the the Vietnamese Army, the Vietnamese North Vietnam, you know, General Jap and all that. Uh, not, not the VC or the Viet Minh, but the but the NVA, North Vietnamese, the, their army. They they were just superb. Becoming the Ho Chi Minh, and what you're saying is correct. When you respect your enemy, first of all, it 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 it, it makes it, it shows that you can simultaneously want to destroy them, but yet maintain a respect, not maybe for their cause, but for their their fighting prowess in the line. And I thank you for that. Let me go <clears throat> through this. There comes a time in the in the in the course of every murder trial where somebody has to identify the dead body. 
And this is very tricky. And the reason why is very simple, because as I said, you've got to affirmatively prove as a prosecutor that this person, you know, John Smith is the person that was killed by the defendant. So somebody's going to say that John Smith is dead. Somebody's going to say that John Smith is dead, which makes it really tough when there's no body. How do you even know John Smith is missing? Okay. The old days, it was a thing where you would take the worst picture possible, the worst, the worst of this person found recognizable, but just horrid in a field or what have you. And you would take this picture and then you would ask, let's say it would be the, the, the victim's mother or wife or parent, the parent of a child, whatever. And you would say, I'm showing you what's been marked as exhibit one for identification. Do you recognize who this is? And the person would see this picture for the first time of their loved one in decomposition and the person would howl, howl. They'd have to call a recess and the jury would look at that defendant and say, you son of a... Now, there was this rule 403 that came along that said, evidence that is indeed relevant can be withheld if it has a tendency to confuse and flame as repetitious, meaning that sometimes something is important, but all it's there to do is just to inflame you, just to make you angry, just to throw you off, just to make you step back from this. And that's exactly what happens. Most people have not seen war. They don't know what it is. They don't know what it is. Do you know how many, do you know how many, not fake, but They'll take pictures of dead people from Aleppo, from this, from that. They had the wrong war, the wrong year. Doesn't matter. It does matter. Now, was that misinformation, disinformation? It's all of the above. It's still horrible. Edie Crowley says, has there not been much money for the government in Gaza? Why the poverty and why Israel is always blamed? The question has always been this. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great point. You want to talk about the Palestinians? Gaza has been there. Let me explain this again. Gaza has been there since 2005, where they have been, where Israel has said, we do not have a part of this. However, Israel controls who gets in and who gets out. It's been suggested that there should be a buffer zone, a buffer zone around it. Uh, Raphael says, Certain names are not allowed. I don't understand this, but but thank you. I, I don't understand how in the in the course of 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 talking about events, words are not allowed. I don't understand. I'm I'm obviously not in charge. I'm gonna say this and say this and say this and say this. If all I have to do to throw you off is to show you the picture of something that makes you sad and angry, then there's nothing, then we have nothing to talk about. We're not going to get anywhere. We're, we're just, we're, we're just, we're just not going to get anywhere. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. We're not, we're not going to get anywhere. We're not going to get anywhere at all. If all I have to do is to show you a picture of somebody or something, 
or you bring up a, a point and you bring up the same point you've been bringing, saying for, for the whole time. I know this. I know this. Now, I can't tell you how to. I can't tell you how to go for this. You know, you know, during during COVID, during COVID, I learned this. I've learned I've I've learned a lot from you and from others. During COVID, I have always found out, for example, that when we were talking about COVID, some people wanted to talk about nothing but Bill Gates or Fauci or Soros or World Health Organization or or Pfizer or MRNA. That's all they talked about. That's all they talked. That that's it. That was that was the beginning of the end of all. The, that, that's it. that's all they talked about. They didn't want to talk anything about. Well, that's it. And there are people who want to talk nothing about it. That's it. I'm trying to find somebody who says let's talk about everything about this. Let's talk about everything. By the way, Marty McCary is doing some incredible testimony. Listen to what he is saying. Listen. He's been blessed. He's been given a pass, which is very interesting. Now, I mentioned this the other day, and let me see if we can go through this again. These are the perspectives. These are the questions that need to be asked in addition to everything else. There's a brand new piece of technology. Interesting. It may or may not be used. It's called Iron Beam and uh, I've uh, retweeted it. It's a piece, Iron Beam is a breakthrough technology. Uh, it basically costs about $3 a shot. Sounds like a, like a bar. But what it is, it's, it's a laser beam. And it, they, it, it costs basically a, a, a fraction of what um, Iron Dome costs. It's very interesting. I like this. And it's lasers. And it can do multiple access. It just goes up your shoots. Whether it's a drone, whether it's a rocket, it just hits a laser and that's it. Now, remember when you see lasers, people say, ah, ah, direct energy weapons. They love that. Oh, I learned that the direct, direct energy weapons. You love that stuff. Especially when there's fires. By the way, Lahaina, nobody cares about this. Here's something interesting. I noticed that there was a the face of a devil. You could you, you have to go to my, my YouTube channel, see my Twitter or my ex. I can't say X. And there's a picture of uh, George Soros, and it says, the face of a devil. And then his subjects, subjects, S-U-B-J-E-C-T, apostrophe S, ruining the meme again. When all else fails, and you have no idea what to say, just make a gratuitous Soros reference, and always confuse pluralization with the possessive case. You know, the gratuitous... uh, uh, apostrophe or catetic kinetics for those of you who keep reading story. And there's another one too. A war, what is a war criminal? This is my favorite word of them all. It's a tautology. A war criminal. You want to talk about World War Three? What is a war criminal? That's like saying a riot criminal. A a during a during a mob who violated the rules of the mob, war is criminal. Now you can say to yourself, 
Well, we fought back our war. Ours was defensive. Okay, we can argue that. You want to do that one? We haven't had a... You might want to say, do we... Do we? Well, Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor? Okay. So we, we responded. That was a clear... And even that one's up to date. How about Vietnam? Who was the war criminals in Vietnam? Who? I love when they say, this one's a BB's a, uh, is a war criminal. This one's a, what does that mean? Who is a war criminal? How do you define who is violating the rules of mayhem? Ryan says, I notice Ukraine is suddenly a memory. I guess that's no longer important. Ryan, absolutely. In fact, here is the this is this is the part that I find so interesting. People are saying that Hamas is acting, that Hamas merely responded to years and years of being, in essence, goaded or provoked or cajoled or or provoked, I should say, by virtue of Israel or what have you. Okay. If that's true, why don't we ever talk about what Putin said? Putin said, you were on my border. I told you since 2008 or whatever, you're not going to have, I'm not going to have a NATO country on my border. It's just, it's a red line. It's not going to happen. And the first thing that NATO did was, I think they invited Georgia and then uh, Ukraine. And they say, well, he wasn't provoked. What? He told you, you're on his border. Mine's different. Wait a minute. Provocation doesn't exist. There's no such thing as provocation. Yet, those same people now are saying, well, Hamas was provoked. That's the way they fought back against, you see what I'm saying? The rules float. Uh, Senator Hiram Johnson said, the first thing is lost in war is the truth. Well, I'm telling you, there's other things as well that are lost. And that's common sense. Just being consistent. That's all. Just being consistent in this. Then there's this meme I put up. It, it, it just goes to show you, there's just this, maybe it's just ex children trying to make equivalent these memes and ideas that have nothing to do with Rational thought. In fact, I heard of a saying, I tweeted, I heard a so-called expert refer to Russia's naked aggression against Ukraine after being goaded by NATO, yet there's never, there's never any discussion of any naked aggression exhibited by Hamas. Funny how that works. And also you have to see, whenever I see, whenever I see Kamala Harris doing that stupid dancing and that laughing and cackling, it's hard to think of a time when America has been theoretically run by so many certifiable nincompoops and blatteroons. The level of our incompetent governance is beyond words. It's 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 just in it's just incredible. And today's version of in-depth geopolitical analysis is showing pictures of dead people. That's it. That's the argument. Look at the loss. Look at the sadness. Not why or who is responsible for the history of human suffering or whether the picture is even valid. No, think like a simpleton and point to the immediate. That's all it is. Abba Eben. I think it was U.S. uh, Anyway, he's really brilliant. He said that the Palestinians never miss an opportunity to miss an opportunity. And he also says, very interesting, he said that the consensus means that 
everyone agrees to say collectively what no one believes individually. And it's perfect. It's one of the best things ever. And if you said, who's Abba Iman? Who? What does that even mean? What does that mean? And history? Oh, forget history. Forget history totally. It doesn't really matter. History is a waste of time. Because Yasser Arafat is unknown to most people today, especially those bleating children on cable news platforms. If there's one person, one guy, one force that really set the tone, it was Yasser Arafat. And if there's one person whom you can point to who is responsible for much of today's horror, it's the Ringo Starr doppelganger, Yasser Arafat. Absolutely, without a doubt, Yasser Arafat. Uh, go back to the go, go back to 1972, the Munich massacre. Go back to this Black September, go back to what, go back to that day. That was the one that was, that cemented, that was the introduction. People people kind of knew, but didn't really, that one was it. Jim McKay, I was 14 years old at the time. I will never forget that. I thought, who are these people? What's going, what is this? I mean, we always knew. We, I mean, I sort of knew, but I didn't understand. I didn't have a personification of this this evil. And there was this guy with a gun and the sunglasses and the hat. Who is this guy? What he was the he he was to that particular modality what Bin Laden was to others. Bin Laden was to a lot of folks the perfect personification of what was considered to be evil. He he was it. You see him, that look and that sneer. And I mean, he just looked like that. You 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 have to have the the look of the evil person. Uh you you have to Peter O'Toole Peter O'Toole explained what it was like to be raised in England during World War II, what that meant, and 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 how these folks. Because when when you understand, see the Vietnam War, it was very difficult because nobody understood it because there were no we did we we didn't know South Vietnamese, Vietnam, North Vietnam, Viet Cong. Who are these people? Charlie. We didn't. And Vietnam was also about rock music and they were against it. Vietnam, one of the most important moments ever in terms of propaganda was the movie Green Berets by John uh, John John Wayne. It was critical. And how people's ideas are faced today is so important. Absolutely. And Vietnam was the whole love it or leave it. Try to explain to someone today, you want to talk about things like anti-Semitism, they don't even know what you're talking about. Look at how this Russophobic post, post-Cold War, Natasha and Boris, you know, kind of idea. Look how much of that still plays a role in people's collective ideas regarding uh, Russia and Ukraine. 
There are people who talk about Putin like this is the personification of evil, and they have no idea what the hell they're talking about because it's it's I don't know what it is. Create for them. That's what newsreels did. That's what American propaganda did. That's what Jack Warner did and, and Frank Capra. It was the creation of these people and nothing. You cannot imagine what that was like if you if you dismiss what happened during uh, the um, uh, black um, blacklisting. Blacklisting. It's incredible. Shelley said, the earth is littered with the ruins of empires that once believed they were eternal. It's a version of um, cemeteries are filled with um, um, irreplaceable men. I like this one. Bertolt Brecht said, as for the place not desired, there is something there and that's disorder. As for the desired place, there is nothing there and that's order. And and it's just I, I I can't you know was just look looking at just looking at the at X or Twitter, it just promotes these people these children, you know the jocose the the disentangled the base the simple. We we need thinkers. We need long term law. We need people to say yes, but yes, but. And by the way, somebody mentioned before, Americans are through with Ukraine. They get the scam, the grift. It's over. Americans can't comprehend international nuance. Republicans still still don't get it. And by the way, this new folk, this, this new group, this is the most unimpressive group of Republicans maybe ever. You have simpletons. I mean, you know, Jim Jordan and others. These are These are simpletons. And I dig the I dig the uh, notion of um, how do I say this? I dig the idea that there you know there's kind of like a non-interventionist kind of stuff, isolationist. But but we 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 know you you better be paying attention to what's going on in the world, paying attention, not necessarily involvement in terms of war. There's a great article I put uh, regarding the modernization of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, launched by MBS, and was detailed in his Vision 2030 plan addresses multiple national and regional challenges. He's pivotal, critical, and woefully disgusted with terrorism. This is the guy that people can't get their head around, especially after Khashoggi. They don't they don't understand it. You better pay attention to this guy. He really holds the he holds this. Pay attention to what he's doing. Let me let me explain to you. This is this is really 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 important. This is critical. By the way, Ryan says it is fair to place blame on the British Empire, the British and French, sloppy carving up the carcass of the Ottoman Empire. Ah, uh, you know what? You know you're you're right. Any kind of gerrymandering, any kind of you know, uh, from from Balfour to 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 even even. Libya and you know Mussolini and what the you're right about that you can't cobble together groups in Afghanistan one of the problems we had with that is a group of people never said they never felt that they were Afghani they said I'm I'm a tribal you know whatever it was let me explain let me explain to you now this is this is wild you look at NBA see we by the way just Edie Crowley says 
Are you familiar with the tripartite aggression, 1956? France, Britain uh, versus Egypt. Um, yes. Yes, I am. And whenever you say tripartite, think about how that, that never seems to work. And by the way, remember, any kind of agreement you have now will not last two weeks. But let, let, let me bring something to your attention, Edie, and this is important. We are very, very weird <laughs> in that we pretend that we are open, especially the left. The left loves to, it's so funny. They really don't know. I'm sorry. There's a naivete that, uh, uh, that is so obvious. And on the right, there's also a degree of naive, but, but it's different. It's more like hard Whenever we see somebody wearing gowns, robes, uh, costume, anything other than a suit and a dress, we don't say it, but we think, uh-huh, well, this guy can't be very modern. And they believe this. They won't tell you this. So when they see MBS, they say, okay. Yep, there he goes. Yeah. Oh no, he's great. No, they and you know this. Now you know that the women in the women beneath their hijabs and others, they have, I heard, the most incredible lingerie and jewels. I mean, it is we we have we're really backwards on this, and we look at MBS and we think this guy cannot be. This guy is wearing sandals, and of course they can buy the world. Remember, the British family, the royal family, has more money. Notice how they have nothing to say, but they have no say in any of this. They never say nothing. They just never, never. Willie B. Hardigan. Thank you, Willie B. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Willie B. Hardigan. Get it? Willie or won't he? What MBS is saying is he is now raising, he's, he wants to add modernity. And this is, he, there's talks about, can we lift the morality police? Can we do, will women be allowed to leave the country or to travel without their male escorts and, and uh, chaperones? They're not lifting, uh, from what I understand, liquor, but there's a, there is a, a real move. Look at what Saudi Arabia is doing with golf, Formula One, soccer. He's doing it. Do you hear what I'm saying? He's doing it. Keep an eye on him. And he's got these folks in his crowd who say, don't give up. They're like the Fox News, you know, the old-fashioned, old time. Modernity is sometimes, put it this way, old-fashioned is great if you do it on your own. The Amish they're living in a time that is not consistent with current, uh, but, but they don't, they're, they're doing it not at the end of a gun, but they're nonetheless, you know what I mean? They're, they're there. The Amish, the Mennonites, they're really, they're, you know, that kind of thing, you know, um, what am I doing? I'm, I'm trying to churn butter and that's what this means. But that's not, it's, it's, it's not, you know, if you, if, if you don't follow the peaceful ways of the Amish, they'll beat you with a, no. This is important. 
Do you hear what I'm saying? Anybody talk about that? No. No. Look at him right now. And look at him against Iran. Because let me tell you something. You've got to understand something. And this is critical. And here's an unwritten rule. You can't deal with people living in the 5th century. They're not going to tell you that. They're not going to agree with that. But if you look at MBS, he ain't living in the 5th century. He can wear all the robes he wants. He probably has silk. His outfit, God knows how much that costs. May not look like much to you, but this is money you cannot believe. And they're realizing we're not going to get anywhere. I've got to, I've got to bring these people into reality. And this doesn't happen. Not only that, how many people do you think, seriously, listen to me, answer this question without any forced, whatever. How many people do you think in the Middle East, in West Asia, really are behind Hamas, who say, good for you. That's the way to do it. That's how we're going to get, we're going to benefit now. This is great. Hey, thanks, Hamas. How many? How many? How many people say, this is great. We're really behind this. We're, we, you're doing, it's going to help us. We're going to do terrific. We're all going to, we're all going to um, just do terrific, right? How many people in Iran, how many of this, of the, the actual citizens, great people, beautiful people, Persians, elegant, they wanted so much. They love, they're like anybody else. Kids and teens want to be kids and teens. They want to, what is this? Do you think they wake up every day and they say, God, God damn it, God to Israel. No. No. Now, they might put it this way. West Bank, different story. Different story. Call it the way it is. But the rest of the world, do you think Turkey cares about this? Do you think, do you think in, I mean, seriously, regular people around the world, do you think part of the Muslim Islamic uh, the, the, the idea of the caliphate that somewhere in there the main thing they have is this overwhelming desire to see the end of e- Israel not as much as they it's impediment You're, they realize we're not getting anywhere we just moved back how did we benefit from this they're not going to tell you this. They're not. Believe me when I'm telling you. They're, you're, you're going to see, you know, folks from a, who, are, who are Palestinian um, uh, uh, representatives. But nobody is saying, hey, we scored a great. We're, we're going to do great. Our image in the world stage is terrific now. No. Absolutely not. Uh, Willie says, one commentator just called the Amish cultish. Every organized religion is cultish because it leaves out most of humanity. I love, the, uh, uh, you know, the uh, a, a cult. Let me say, by the way, Willie, thank you, my friend. I dig the Amish. 
I have yet to really hang. I've, I've, the Amish, they're not too far away from, uh, how do I say this? They're, they're, they're not, uh, uh, they're, they're, they're kind of near us, which is fun. But I like them. They live by themselves. They do their thing. And that's it. Now, you know who else I, I think we should also pay attention to? When people jump on Scientology. See, I'm not buying this stuff. See, when I hear people say Scientology is not a religion. Wait a minute. Wait, whoa, 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 hold it. Are they, well, they're a cult. Now, wait a minute. Hold on. Who's saying that? Who's saying that? These people. How many people are saying that? How many? Four, five, six, ten? How many? I've heard this stuff about the Catholic Church my whole life. I get this stuff all the time. Are you a Jesuit? What? I'm irreligious. What are you talking about? Well, you're a Jesuit. Did you swear oath or fealty? Oh, my God. Uh, Barry Taylor says, although I cross-reference information from multiple sources, it seems impossible to avoid bias and propaganda. Objectivity is too complex. You know what, Barry? Thank you for that. I don't know what bias is. What does bias mean? What does that mean? What is bias? I don't know what that, I mean, I, I guess, I guess maybe, maybe I, maybe I know bias. I, I, I don't know what that even means. I don't know what that means. Bias. Um, yeah. Am I biased? Sort of, I guess. Here is the thing. I'm going to say something which really is difficult for people to understand. Let me see if I can explain this to you. Let me see if I can explain this to you, okay? Rule number one, and I can only speak for me. Rule number one, if it happens here, I'm really all over it. I really pay attention if it happens here. And by the way, if something happens over there, whatever that means, I don't really care unless it has repercussions here. Unless we somehow feel some kind of a connection, something here, I don't care about this. I have never understood, I have never felt this abiding, maybe because of my my, my faith or lack thereof or my ethnicity or culture. Israel's always been very interesting, Arab, very interesting. I don't live and breathe by it. For the most part, is that's not my thing. They don't ask me my opinion. What am I supposed to do? And that goes for East Timor. That goes to uh, that goes to uh, Basque separatists, Panama, uh, a lot of stuff. Unless it affects us, then I get interested. Then I get interested. So for the most part, I look at things. I'm saying, you know what? That's the no. We have one of the strangest backgrounds in our country where this country allowed and we countenanced and we we permitted years and years of absolute horror to, default, to befall black folks and African-Americans and we didn't do a damn thing about it. Nothing. Nothing. And there are people who said, oh, we didn't give a damn about that. We were so demented. You talk about, you talk about, well, look at those Iranian people hanging their 
hanging people because they're gay and they're laughing and they're beheading people in Saudi Arabia. We used to have lynch parties, lynch mobs, where people on Sundays would show up and they would take articles, actual physical, I'll leave it at that, of the condemned. They would take pictures, bring kids, smile. Don't give me this stuff. Now, we didn't all do it. Well, not everybody there did it as well. But see, what happens is you try explaining this to somebody who wakes up, who is a 20-year-old, who all of a sudden says, okay, I'm going to go on my TikTok or Instagram, and I'm going to immediately become immersed in what's going on in the Middle East. Hey, ladies. I sound like Jerry Lewis. You couldn't vote until the 19th Amendment. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? Huh? Modernity? How do you like that? Oh, we're great, huh? You couldn't vote. Sorry, ladies. Excuse me. Slaves? Okay, we'll do that. We'll get rid of slavery. 100 years later, now we'll get around to your voting. But don't push your luck. Our Constitution, our beloved Constitution, had the Fugitive Slave Clause. We were so wedded to the notion of, you better give that slave back. Okay. If that slave runs away, you're going to give it back, yeah? And we're going to be lecturing? We're lecturing? Well, we're not savage. Really? What was our civil war? That was the most brutal. We used to show up on time. They they would announce the battles. People, you do know this, right? From New York would go and they would set up to watch this for the money and they were promoting. I mean, this is, you want to delve into this? Do you want to go into the history of war? You want to hear about the berserkers and hence the term berserk? Do you want to go, do you want to go back into Rome and... Oh, my God. Here's one for you. Do you want to know what they did to German women after World War II? A lot of this was your great-grandfather or grandfather. They're not going to tell you about that. No way. Uh-uh. Now, was it everybody? Of course not. You want to go through this? I don't think so. Do you want to know what we did, what a lot of, what a lot of Viet, uh, what American soldiers did during Vietnam to women and children? Not everybody. Did you ever hear, what was it, uh, Winter Soldier? Did you ever see the, did you ever hear what people would say? Did you ever hear what Americans would do? And you could say, well, it was, it was war. Let me tell you something. You give me a young, stupid, scared, poor incel, some 18-year-old, 16-year-old, somebody, somebody who's, who's, whose sense of reference hasn't been formed, and I'm going to turn him into an absolute savage. Do you hear what I'm saying? You want to keep going? Let's go further into this, shall we? Uh, Pastafarian priest says, Lionel, you and I dwell in the gray. We are neither theistic nor anti-religion per se. It's just that we are free thinkers who love the best of traditional culture but reject dogmatism. Am I close? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm also very careful to tell people that religion has absolutely no place in my life. Let me tell you something, okay? Yesterday, I'm going to say something. Do not do not think ill of me, but I'm going to tell you what I believe. First and foremost, I am adamant in that the First Amendment applies to you and everybody else. The uh, First Amendment applies to you, and you must be able to appreciate and to enjoy your ability to, to, to frequent and to enjoy 
your um, faith. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's critical. Critical. Yesterday was one of the strangest things because it was Comic-Con during the day. Comic-Con. Harmless for the most part, but the weirdest demented people I think I have ever seen in my life. Absolutely the strangest group of losers I have ever seen in my life. Harmless, fun, for me, so stupid, it doesn't even work, but but free. Now, that's my opinion. That's my, that's my opinion. But I'm not going to get in the way of it. I'm not going to honk at them. I'm not going to yell at them. I'm going to tell you right now, I think they're crazy. And this guy's walking down the street and he's got a, he's dressed. He's with his girlfriend. There was, I saw more fat people walking around, smoking a lot of weed, of course. And they're walking around with Jedi sabers and capes and whatever it is. And I recognized, I looked at myself and I remember as I was driving and it was raining, it was just crazy. And I asked myself, what is the difference between this and religion? This is a religion. Now, granted, you might say, this is not, you know, 400 years old. There's not a, okay, but what is this? This is another example of human beings acting in a tribal way. Tribal. Past, I, I, I wish sometimes, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this sometimes. I'm gonna, <clears throat> I had to pick up Mrs. L at, a, at an event and I'm driving past the garden. First of all, first of all, I went through Times Square. Dear God. On a Saturday night, dear God, and it's starting to rain. Dear God, have you ever been through there? Have you? It is, it is another world. Signs, it's, maybe you've seen these before, but entire buildings are the screen for these billboards. It's just in light and people and cops and just, it's good to see people out, and I'm kind of, I'm not too crazy about this. I'm thinking some nuts going to, you know, go crazy. But there were these huge, or as we say in the kitchen, huge sides of buildings that says, we support Israel blue with the Mogan David, you know, the star, and the chest, chest. Oh, my God. Incredible. Just the biggest the biggest assemblage of humanity, okay? Uh, it's it, it's one of those things, okay? It's one of these things. It's one of these things. The uh, all right. So. Then I'm driving down and I look and I am seeing these people and I and I drove by the uh, uh, down seven by Madison Square Garden and I don't know what the event was but have you I think the craziest people in the world I've ever seen are hockey hockey fans they're all they're just crazy and it's wonderful. But it's a behavior I have no interest in whatsoever. I could not possibly care less about hockey, about a team, or any of the other kind of stuff. I have no interest in this whatsoever. So there we have it. I've got Comic-Con at the Javits Center. I've got 
whatever Times Square is. And there are people running around. And then they got hockey players and people. And I realize, why are the Comic-Con people not, why is this not a religion? Why? Why, why am I, why? It's the same kind of thing. Costumes, participation, inside, inside language, the shibboleth, the phrase. Remember this, you know, uh, whatever, Star Trek and Nanu Nanu or whatever the hell they say. But the shibboleth, the phrases, the, the phraseology, the way we speak to each other. Now there's religion is one thing, but what's going on is more in the Middle East. It's not, it's, it's more than just religion. It's other things as well. I was reading and listening to, again, these incredible these incredible, um, uh, I guess, well, for not, not I guess, but these incredible um, lectures on anti-Semitism and the Holocaust and what happened and what didn't happen and how this, and what I found so fascinating. Oh, Barry Taylor says, since war is emotionally charged and individuals may have strong and opinions about it, uh, it influences how information is perceived and interpreted. Oh, without a doubt. Oh, Barry, absolutely. Indeed, sir. Indeed. Absolutely, indeed. And I was thinking about this last night. I was listening. There, there's a fellow, his name is, oh, God, Price. I'm going to give you his name. He is so good. And I want you to somehow, if at all possible, I want you to find him, find his, uh, oh, it's just, oh, his name is, Peter Hayes, Peter Hayes, he does lectures on Kristallnacht, he does it on, uh, he's, I think it was a, a Holocaust museum, he was a curator, Peter Hayes, it's incredible, listen to uh, Olmert uh, talk about Israel, uh, we on and I will. I I normally don't mention. I'll tell you people that I that I think are very good though. I don't want to just sit there and say this one's a schmuck. This one isn't. Paki Sharma, a uh, first post is superior. We on world is one, absolutely wonderful. I heard a great, great, and I I missed this. I was so surprised. It was a conversation with Fareed Zakaria. Uh, and it was called the Professor G Show. Fareed Zakaria was, it was brilliant. He was so good. And he gave this incredibly, and I love, I love just somebody gives me just the fair, this is what happened. This is the story. I love to hear Mearsheimer talk about uh, uh, Vietnam. And I want you to understand this, this thing, not to be, not, not to be mean, but when I see people walking around dressed as, you know, R2-D2 or whatever, I'm thinking, what's the difference between that and religion? I think we're all crazy. I think we are just crazy. And what happens also is, let me throw this into the mix, when you put people in who are a part of the crowd, please read Gustave Le Bon. Please read Read uh, 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 the the Gustav 
Le Bon, about crowd theories, about crowd, how people lose their minds and lose who they are in crowds. It's fascinating. And the notion of war, war against, we do it so easily. Most people don't say, what are you talking about? What? War? I never will forget. I will never, ever. I was here on 9-11. How people, I'm saying, where are you going? We're signing up. Recruitment. I want to get those people. Who? The people who knocked those towers down. They're not in Iraq. They just told you. They said they were Saudi. Well, whatever. But we're going to go to Iraq. What? And then Afghanistan. Why? Because we're going to get the, but those aren't the people. Well, whatever. I realized, oh my God, I never knew it. These people go to war for anything. I don't know about now. I don't know about now. How did you feel about Abu Ghraib, Lindy England? I'm thinking to myself, don't look at me. The whole world looks like these people are savages. Do you know what that was? When you put a bunch of Muslim men nude on top of each other, to say homophobic is saying it lightly. I thought, this is going to be the end of us. Dear God, it's over. This is going to be, this is, this is horrific. This is horrific. Do you know what's happening? Do you have any idea of where this is? Dear God. Step back. And like I told you when I first started, I'm talking to these 20-something-year-old kids. They don't know anything. They knew nothing about 9-11. They weren't even alive, some of these. It was 22 years ago. No, 20, 20 yeah, 22 years ago. I said, I, I'm telling you, where have you been? Yeah, but I'm here and I've got this TikTok picture and this, this picture. That's it? Yeah. You haven't earned the right to opine yet. You don't know anything. You can't just do this. You can't just throw this away. It's not what you think. You have to put yourself in the position of what's going on there. And if you think you're going to come along and say, well, Egypt, I mean, Egypt, uh, Israel just has to leave. Okay. And then when you try to say, well, tell me, the best excuse I heard was if there was a buffer, if there was something, some means of the checkpoints and the controls, what people in Gaza are saying it's very simple. We can't get out. This is this is unlivable. This is the worst place. They're not wrong. They're not making this up. This is what they're saying. Okay, what do we do next? What do we do next? That's the issue. What do we do? Tell me. And I'm with you. Nobody says anything. So MBS comes along and he's going to be the king of the world. This guy says, I want a modern Saudi Arabia. He was this close to making, finalizing deals with Israel. He's sick of this. Sick of this. Okay. I don't want to overdo it. We've been talking an hour and 11 minutes. And every time I do it, I think to myself, I almost, I don't think I said everything I had to say yet because it's too complicated. And I love the complicated. Barry Taylor, I love you as well. Thank you, my friend.
Pastafarian priest, thank you. Thank you for this. Will he be hard again? <laughs> or won't he? Thank you so much. Edie Crowley, bless your heart. Ryan, thank you. Raphael Legond or Legonde, thank you so much. Um, let me see who else is here. Psycho Billy, thank you, Psycho Billy. George Lenz, Bradley Opland, Eric Thaddeus Walters, thank you as well. All of you great and glorious and grand, 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 grand fans. Thank you. Don't forget also, my friends, remember our folks, our sponsors, our great, and this, by the way, not, not just sponsors, but you must go to preparewithlionel.com. I'm going to say it again. You can save 25% off a three-month emergency food kit. And emergency food, I think, is rather self-explanatory. And the great folks at MyPillow, MyPillow.com, use promo code Lionel and get a free gift and avail yourself to some of the greatest luxuriation items available today. All right? You got it? Okay. You have been simply great. I hope you've learned. I hope, I hope, I hope that when we leave, that when we back off, when we back away, when we get done with this. Oh, I almost missed this. Pastafarian says, I love America. But a professor of mine said that to Washington, it was all about taxes, money, and land. Google Washington's net worth. Of course, to the average colonist, the fight had idealism. Pastafarian priest, I could not have said it better myself. I am telling you, it's an admixture of a variety of issues, to be sure. And uh, this this notion of, of mere patriotism is but one aspect. But as I was saying, I hope you appreciate the complexity of this, because that's what it is. The moment you focus on just one thing, and I'm not saying pictures of dead people aren't relevant. I'm not saying that. But that throws you off. It's the big picture. It's everything. It's what happens next. And it also, by the way, is comforting because when you understand this, you, I'm not saying lose the emotional part, but you put the emotional aspect in context. That's all I'm saying. All right, friends, have a great and glorious day. We'll see you tonight at 7 p.m. And until then, remember these words, the monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you. Ta-ta.